And so aren't we in that, let's call it a dispensation for using a fancy word for a Ufan Wooster. Aren't we, aren't we in that time where we are victorious, the final whistle has just not blown. But we are already victorious and the score is on the board. And now it's a matter of stand and stand firm and take up the armor that God has given us so that you can be protected, you and your family and everybody else. And so I believe that we have victory in Christ, but time has not run out. But we are victorious and you can live a victorious life. Welcome to the Love Key Church podcast, where we share our church's message of the week. My name is Heinz Winkler, and together with my wife, children, and our leadership team, we host Love Key Church here in Somerset West, online, and on this podcast. It is our mission to help you to encounter God, align with His purposes, reign in life, and help others to do the same. We trust that you will find this message empowering, encouraging, and inspiring. Please share it with your friends and family and write a review for us. And a huge thank you goes out to those who have already done so. May you be thoroughly blessed as you listen to this message. What a privilege it is to, to welcome Tertius Danel and these beautiful children to our church today. Um, we, I can't remember exactly when I met you, Tertius, but it's been a few years. I, like many of you will know, my wife and I were in the Every Nation church family for a long time. Um, it's a great church global church. They've got a huge impact, big reach in the world. And um, the ministry meant a lot to me personally and to my wife. And uh, in, while we were in those circles, uh, I saw this man preach, share the word. I've seen him do life with his people, with his, with his family. And um, he, I, I really respect you, Tashis. I, I honor you as a man of God, as a great husband to your wife and a father to your children and a leader in your community. And um, it's my privilege to welcome him to Love Key Church this morning. Let's give Tertius a big round of applause. Thank you so much, brother. Good morning, everybody. It's, um, it's so, so much fun to be with you this morning. You know, it's always special. When, when Heinz invited me, I, I said yes for the main reason he loves Jesus. So I feel safe, firstly. Secondly, um, it's always nice to come into a context like this, and I know no one here, <laughs> but we all know Jesus, and so there's, there's an immediate sense of spiritual family, um, so that's, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for, for having us this morning. Um, I just want to introduce my family quickly, my froki, Danelle. Danelle, just raise your hand. Everybody say hello, Danelle. And um, so we, we met in grade one, and um, we didn't start dating <laughs> until grade two. So, <laughs> so no, we, um, so ons het alte woester groot geworden, and um, I think it was somewhere in my third or fourth year at varsity, I, I didn't find a wife yet, and so I went through all my grade one pictures <laughs> to see who's not married yet, and... Um, and we have two children, uh, Amy, Amy Vanetjohan, so everybody say hello, Amy. She is, um, she's turning 16 uh, next year in, in October. And, um, you know, in, in my relationship with Amy, uh, John 14, verse 6 counts. Um, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So just the, the message out there for any... 
15-year-old boy. I am the way, the truth, and the life. You will not come to my daughter except through me. Het jylle verstaan, is hy enige ookie sys hierso wat wil my dochter? Okay, I'm just getting the message out there. And um, so, um, you can obviously hear that English is not exactly the tongue of my mother. And so, Amy moes a grapje vertel by die school in die dag, and they stumbled upon this one. It's the English teacher's first day uh, in Porteville's schoolkie. And so, she, she greets the children. She says, uh, good morning, children. And just one boy at the back puts up his hands, he says, good morning, miss. And she says, why are you the only one greeting me? He says, miss, because I is the only one whose name are class. <laughs> so, um, I'm hoping that as I speak lots of English this morning, let my tongue track me and me for the tight for bias. I have my son here with me as well. Tim, Tim, why not you for me say everybody say hello, Tim. He turned 13 on Wednesday, and, um, and so they, they're very different. Amy loves horse riding and art. Tim is more from the sport. Oh, I speak cricket and hockey, and he loves music and guitar stuff. And so, so I was paging through one of his school books one day, and they had to fill out a little uh, questionnaire about their father for Father's Day. And the very last question was, was you know, what's your dad's hobbies? And he saw Stan Lair. <laughs> and the wife had so smiley face by getaken, and I roep, and I said, you know what, what Spelly, what is here? He says, no, 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 he didn't know what was a, a hobby. So he asked the teacher, no, you know, what's a hobby? And she said, it's something your dad loves to do, he really enjoys it, and he's good at it. <laughs> so I said to him, what do you mean? He says, no, but daddy's forever lying on the couch, on the bed, on the trampoline. And, uh, but the thing is, when I do that, they're on top of me and we spend good time together. So it's a happy memory. And um, so it's fun to, to have them here with me as well today. I grew up only knowing two English words. The one was hamburger. Want niemand sê frikadel broekie And the other one was TV. Want hy sê selle in Afrikaans en in Engels. And so um, I had this friend... Uh, in grade eight, we had English second language. And uh, we had to tell our teacher what we did for the holiday. And um, he was, he went, they went hunting somewhere in the Karoo, in Sy Paat Springbokke geskiet, maar hy het hier so op die sideline dasies geskiet met die pintweetwee. You know, you know, so you know a das in Afrikaans, it's a tie in English. And so, so, so she said to him, what did you do for the holiday? He said, miss, we shot ties. And so we had this one friend. I said the other way, I said, from near man is Destels. I said, sorry, miss, we shot Destels. <laughs> so, um, you know, as we grow up, as Afrikaans boys, we also start reading our Bibles in English and we worship in English. And then at one point you start, you start praying in English, but then you start mixing the Afrikaans and the English. And then you start realizing that power, prayer is powerful on the day when you, when you pray. Lord, please bless me. And so, there is a huge difference between the word bless in English and bless in Afrikaans. 
Guys, that's my message to you today. <laughs> Prayer is powerful. Maak seker jy weet in wat sy taal hier nou eindelijk bezig is om te bid. And so, um, are you having fun? Yes. I heard that Sunday is fun day. Yes. I really enjoyed the Scottish accent there, my friend. You've got a huge future in front of you. Father, we thank you that we can have fun. We can uh, do church and be the church and be spiritual family and enjoy you in this morning. Lord, thank you that you're going to speak to us this morning. And uh, Lord, as we pray this morning, we can bring out the chairs, we can put out the coffee, we can make the music. But if your presence is not here, we're going nowhere. We need you, Father, and we thank you for that. And we pray that you will speak to us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been speaking through the book of Corinthians with Heinz, and um, your Corinthians, there's so many verses that, that point us to Jesus, and I just want to highlight a few of my own, if you will. Chapter 3, verse 11, no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Um, I'm in ministry full time, and um, you know, often it's sad to see people go through life without proper foundations. Jesus said, if you hear my words and you obey them, um, you will build on solid rock. Can someone say amen? amen. And so we all, we all need that. You know, I've never seen somebody walk past a building site looking at the foundations and go, ooh, this is moy. <laughs> People usually do that when the house is finished. And the lights are on and the furniture are in and omokomium photos and people say, that's beautiful. Often foundations are not celebrated, but it's the most necessary thing. And as you walk with the Lord, I want to encourage you to lay solid foundations in your life and build strong. It's not a matter of when storms, if storms will come, it's a matter of when they will come. 1 Corinthians 8 verse 6, for, for us there is one God, the Father, from whom are all things and for whom we exist. Ever looking for a purpose in life? Heinz het ook nou net gevraag, wie van julle het kinders? Laat ons net sien. So, so before you had kids, who had this meeting discussing the reason we should have kids is we want someone to mow the lawn and do the dishes and do stuff for us. Anybody had that meeting? We want to recommend you to the parenting course. No, you had kids because firstly God put something in your heart to reproduce and um, secondly, because you want to be with your kids, enjoy the kids. That's this because when we're there, we enjoy each other. And I'm just not, I'm not giving my kids instructions all the time. We, and somehow, sometimes we believe the reason God made was, was to do things for him. And maybe this is just a reminder that we are not human doings, we are human beings. You were created for God. To give him pleasure, to be in a relationship with him and enjoy him forever. 1 Corinthians 10, 10 31, my f- favorite one in Corinthians. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. Isn't that what Christianity is all about? Building our relationship with Jesus and then living a life that we can say, like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Do as I do. 
us as fathers, as parents, as Christians, as leaders, can we say for sure, do as I do, think as I think, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Anyway, I don't want to re-preach Corinthians, but it's, it's fantastic. And today we arrive at 1 Corinthians 16, basically just closing statements from Paul and um, greetings at the end of the letter. But then he, I want to highlight verse 13. It says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Basically just saying, man up. Get your back straight. Jesus wants us to live in victory. He is victorious. He overcame death. And God wants you to, to not only survive. You know, I often think of that, 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 that song from the 60s. I will survive. I mean, I don't believe God wants us to just survive. I believe God wants us to really live. No, Scripture says, he who has the Son has religion. No, has life. Mense het jy al een ouwe in jylle leven gesien wat so baie leven in omheid soos Heinz. Ek staan daar en denk ek, God, you just put the life of a hundred people in one man. If I can just have a quarter of that passion, I'll be okay. But where Jesus is, there is life. And God wants you not only to survive, but to be, be victorious and reign in life. And I'm sure you're thinking, okay, this is not all good and well, but your life is tough. And we face challenges and trials and tribulations, and we often speak about the devil. And we, um, we, we, we have much to say about what the enemy does. Where is the victory? And the context of what I want to share this morning is, is simply this. I want you to imagine a rugby match between the Springboks and the All Blacks. Can you do that for a moment? And as the two teams come running onto the field, the score is already on the board. This Boko at the owner, the All Blacks it? No. Mooi. And so, but they play the game. They kick off, they play, and the All Blacks, they go and score. But the score stays the same. There's a 100 nil. And so they speak to the ref, you know, what's going on here? And the ref says, but listen, the score is already on the board, but the game is still on. Time's not run out yet. Play. And they go and score again. But the score is already on the board. Now they start breaking all the rules. In a spielimedi game, you know, spielimedi fail. And all they're trying to do is to hurt us and get us out of the game. And eventually time runs out and the game is finally over. But hey, the game was over right from the start. And so aren't we in that, let's call it a dispensation for using a fancy word for Ovan Wooster. Aren't we in that time where we are victorious, the final whistle has just not blown. But we are already victorious and the score is on the board. And now it's a matter of stand. And stand firm and take up the armor that God has given us so that you can be protected, you and your family and everybody else. 
And so I believe that we have victory in Christ, but time has not run out. But we are victorious, and you can live a victorious life. Out of 1 Corinthians 16, I want to transition into Ephesians 6, verse 10 and 19, and share a few thoughts. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Can someone say that with me? For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Next time you see something happening or see someone doing something, we're not wrestling in the flesh. But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Yeah. Oops. For all what in Christenskap ingekom het en gedink het, you know, see no evil, hear no evil, ek niks hoor van die duivel, God is good. Yes, the, the, the reality is he does exist, Satan. Yeah. And he wants to steal and kill and destroy and get you out of the game. You know why? Because you were created in the image of God. When he sees you, it's a reminder. And I want you to look at someone else, maybe next to you, and just say, man, you're beautiful. God created you. Please look them deep in the eye and say, thank God I don't look like you. I'm just joking. Therefore... Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Does that sound familiar? And having done all to stand firm, therefore having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me in the opening, to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I'm an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. I pray that the Lord will help us understand today that He has given us the armor. He has given us the tools to stand firm, stand in the faith, stand your ground and live victoriously. Satan in general has three strategies, temptation, accusation and deception. I'm sure all of us, we have a soft spot. Mine is the fridge. <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night when most of my family is in bed, I just hear Satan shouting, fridge. <laughs> and so um, we all have our pet temptations and, and he will never stop tempting, but God always gives a way out. And by the way, no temptation that is greater than what you can bear will ever overcome you. There will always be a way out. Yes. Satan accuses. He lies to you. 
You're a failure. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't be a dad. You can't be a businessman. You can't be a good husband. He's the father of lies. And when he opens his mouth, out comes a lie. And so he accuses us before God. I saw this this, uh, comic strip the other day when Jesus is speaking to Satan. And Jesus is saying to Satan, you know how I know you are lying? (laughs) Your lips are moving. (laughs) When he opens his mouth, he lies at you. And if you don't stand strong in the word of God and know that you are royal and holy and chosen and a brand new creation and a son and a daughter of God, you will believe his lies and you will not live in victory. God has given us what we need. And he deceives. If he can just get you to believe a lie. Jesus says you are in error because you don't know scripture and you don't know the power of God. I believe that if we stand firm in the word and we see God's power and his presence, we will stay in the truth. And so the picture that Paul uses is the the picture of a Roman soldier, full armor on. And firstly, he says, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. John 14 verse 6, that's me and my daughter's verse. I am the way. And the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the truth. When I encounter Jesus, I encounter truth. So as I walk in the truth, as I build my relationship with Jesus, I will walk in truth more and more. John 1 verse 14, the word Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus is the word. Jesus is truth. As I open my Bible, guess who do I encounter? Jesus. And so it's great to have great worship. It's great to have a big rook in the lucht. And the atmosphere is right. But we don't always have this at home. I don't have that in my car. I don't have that when I'm wherever. But when I open my Bible, I encounter Jesus. He's the word. I can encounter Jesus any time of any day. I can have an app on my and I like if I get something and read my Bible to while I coffee drink. And right there, coffee drink, right there in the coffee shop, I encounter Jesus. John 8 verse 31 and 32. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, everybody say abide in my word. You are truly my disciples. Disciples of Jesus are people who abide in the word. And often we have so many people, they abide in the magazines and they abide in whatever's there to read on the internet and they abide in TV shows. But, But then by the way, then we see it in your life. Whatever is put in will come out. So I want to encourage you this morning, as we put on the belt of truth, it simply means to stay in the word, stay in Jesus, stay in truth. And it equals, Jesus says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. free." As I put on that belt of truth, I need to walk in the truth of scripture The truth of the word, it means I build my relationship with Jesus. And guess what? Freedom comes. Because lies go out the back door. Do you believe Jesus wants you to walk in freedom? Can we walk in freedom around our sexuality and marriage? 
and what God ordained. If not, we are bound. We are restricted. Sometimes we are constricted and killed by the enemy. He wants to steal and kill and destroy. He wants to steal the plans God has got for you. He wants to steal the future God has got for you. He wants to steal the blessings and the benefit that God wants for you. But as we walk in the truth, we are protected and we can stand. Secondly, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, that, that breastplate of that soldier um, protected vital organs, the heart. My righteousness is simply my, my right standing before God. No more separation between me and God. No, no wall of sin between me and God. Holy, washed, sanctified, justified. When Jesus died on the cross and he said, it is finished, the veil in the temple tore in two. That thing was 10 meters high, 10 centimeters thick, signifying no more separation between God and man. No more, only a priest that can go into the most holy place once a year for the atonement of the sin of the people, but free access to all people to Jesus. Why? Because we are righteous, not because we had anything to do with that. That's a gift from God when we surrender our lives to Him. And as I walk before God as a dad, staying free from pornography, staying free from the things of this world, I can approach God tomorrow morning on Monday morning and say, Lord, in my righteousness, I'm approaching you with confidence because I can. I may. I'm a son. And I can spend time with my father. But my heart is protected. Proverbs says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Jeremiah 17 verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. You know, I hear so many people say, oh, my child, just just follow your heart. I'm like to my kids, don't follow your heart. Your heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Rather follow the truth. Follow Jesus. Follow His instructions, even when it's difficult. And you're not popular. But follow Jesus. As you do that, you will start loving the Lord your God with all.